Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. On May 2nd, 1982, the Weather Channel launched and changed the way we receive weather information forever. Over these past 40 years, technology has changed not only the way we study meteorology, but also how we get life-saving information out to the public, which is a core tenet of the Weather Channel's mission. Joining us today are some of the most well-known meteorologists at the network. They join me to discuss their experiences and where they see the next 40 years going. Welcome to everyone. Now, let me just go around the room because you are in for a treat today. There's so many things special about this episode. In fact, it's so special. We're going to release it on a Monday instead of a Wednesday. But in the room, and I'm just going to go across the Hollywood squares as I see them on the screen. We have Dr. Rick Nab. We have Kelly Kaz, Paul Goodlow, Molly McCollum, Jackie Jarris, and Felicia Combs. Welcome all to the special episode of the Weather Geeks podcast. I don't even know where to start or how to begin with this, but I know coming on Kelly Cass and Paul Goodlow, both are approaching 23 years. So why don't we start there? Let's start with Kelly's nodding her head. Reflect on 23 of those 40 years that you've spent at the Weather Channel. Gosh, you know, it was a difficult decision for me to move my family away from family. I'm from upstate New York. And so to move all the way down to Atlanta, I had one four-year-old and a baby. And uh, I was a little reluctant to come down to the Weather Channel, to be honest. But as soon as I came down for that interview and the tour, I was hooked. And I love the fact that everybody has weather in common. I didn't have to, you know, fight with time against the regular news and the sports guy. It was just all weather all the time. And I just embraced it. And I thought everybody was just one big, happy family. Um, we used to do parties all the time. Our kids were young and growing up with the other, you know, Jim Cantori's son was in my son's preschool class. And so we would do a lot of things together as we all had young families back then. Yeah, that's right. We were, I was, I was joking. You all have been on the, on the weather channel as long as I've been married to my wife, Paul, you, you also are sort of reflecting on uh, sort of this, anniversary period for the Weather Channel at 40, 40th anniversary, but also sort of over half of that period of time for you as well. What, what were your initial thoughts as this opportunity presented itself? Well, at that time, I'm thinking, wow, I mean, this is like the, the mecca for on-camera meteorology. Uh, I was a fan for all those 17 years before I joined the, the Weather Channel. Again, my anniversary is just last week. I remember when I first started, I'm thinking, okay, this is great. This is fantastic. And then a week later, I go to this big party for the 17th anniversary of the Weather Channel. <laughs> you know, we had it... Uh, close by headquarters over at Dave and Buster's, you know, we had all this, like, wow, what a great day at work. I get to play video games, ski ball, bowling, you know, I'm, uh, eating great food. And, you know, when I first started, I came from local TV and Kelly and Molly, as well as Jackie and Felicia, we've all worked in, in local TV and you always think, okay, this really can't be that good. You know, it was a truly a family atmosphere, like Kelly was talking about. 
it didn't seem as cutthroat and as petty as some local markets can be. Not all, but you know, no. we've all had our experience. Those who have worked on TV, where it's like, wow, I'm just so glad I'm doing weather and not hard news because of the, all the politics and different things going on. And you know, for the first, I don't know, maybe five years, I kept waiting for that proverbial other shoe to drop. I'm thinking, okay, it can't be that good. You know, there's this is just smoke and mirrors to get you in the door. They they lull you into this feeling of, oh, this is great. And then, you know, the 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 ugliness of of TV comes out, but it never has. And we've gone through, uh, and Kelly can, is definitely there with me. Different managements, uh, different ownerships, and. Uh, I still, as, as many problems as any business would have through all these years, I, you know, I was talking to someone who's working behind the scenes with us and they told me, you know what, as bad as you might think, one or two incidents might be, you know, at my last job on local TV, they cried every single day. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it, it, the comments and conversations like that, it makes me really appreciate the 23 years I've had at the Weather Channel. Everything has ups and downs, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we have a lot to be grateful for. We have a mission that we've pretty much stuck to, which is helping to warn uh, the public of the dangers of weather and also educate the public on the wonders of weather and hopefully do it in a way that, you know, millions of Americans has, have brought us not only into their homes, into the kitchens, into their family rooms, into their bedrooms, and even into the classrooms across the nation. And, you know, I, I feel proud of what we've done in, in 40 years. Some people might think we've lost our way, but, you know, I've been here for a long time and I, I kind of came in during this transition of just uh, an on-camera meteorologist and a map behind them or a satellite or a radar, which is something all us weather geeks still love to, to do and talk about and show. But the element of TV production, of showing the video, having all these animations that we now do, immersive mixed reality, all that does nothing but help us tell this story. And, you know, I, I kind of saw the writing on the, on the wall coming in from local TV that it's great that I can show a hook echo on the radar, or even now with these radars, you can show, show debris balls. That's great to show that geeky stuff on, on, the, on the screen, on the radar, but to show video of a roof being lofted and suspended in the air, that is what we also bring to the table on the Weather Channel TV network. We actually show the video and then show the radar next to it. This is what it looks like on radar, but this is what it looks like for people who don't understand the radar. So when we tell you debris ball, it could be debris like maybe, you know, tree limb or a piece of um, two by four, or it could be an entire structure uh, lofted. Just the, the, the power of Mother Nature to do that. You know, we've come a long way and, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of the 23 of the 40 years that the Weather Channel has been in existence. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to come to Jackie and Rick, but before I do, 
I want to go to the two newest members of the Weather Channel team. I'm going to start with perhaps the newest, Molly McCollum, who actually is a fellow weather dog. So shout out to the University of Georgia on that, of course. Um, Molly, you've heard from these really veterans of the network. So you're relatively new to the network. Um, what is it like for you being being in this iconic network? Uh, well, first of all, um, go dogs, because uh, Dr. Shepard was actually my professor at UGA. So it's kind of a big full circle moment here. Um, but I am definitely I'm the newest member of the on air team here at the Weather Channel. And uh, I had kind of the unique opportunity. I came in as, as freelance and I kind of got to dip my toe in the water. But, you know, it wasn't a full commitment to being part of the team. And, you know, same as what Paul said, you know, I kept waiting. I was like, there's no way it can be this good. There's no way. And month after month after month that I spent here, I kind of got thrown right into hurricane season when I joined last June. Um, and from the very beginning, it felt like home. And when I got the opportunity to become full time, I, I jumped. There was zero hesitation. And it's it certainly is. It's it's an iconic place to work. I remember my my introduction to the Weather Channel. Um, I didn't have cable growing up. So when I got to go to my grandparents' house, I got to watch the Weather Channel. That was a big deal. I would fight with my siblings. They wanted to watch like Nickelodeon or, you know, whatever. I wanted to watch the Weather Channel. And I remember it was in 2004 um, watching Hurricane Charlie and the coverage of Hurricane Charlie um, hitting Florida in 2004. That was my moment that I was like, wow, this is amazing. And now I'm working with some of the very same people that I watched back in 2004, do coverage of Hurricane Charlie. So I, I have a lot of, you know, pinch me moments like that. Like, <laughs> am I really here? Am I really working with these people? But it's amazing, you know, I, all these people, all these great meteorologists, I, I learn so much from them every single day that I feel like I'm almost back in the classroom with Dr. Shepard and I, I am learning meteorology in ways that I never expected to. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is amazing. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from University of Georgia. I'm talking with some of the most amazing talent at the Weather Channel. Got Dr. Rick Nab on, who is a one of the experts. Uh, and I, again, I, I'm saving some of that discussion because Rick kind of represented one aspect of the Weather Channel, which has evolved the sort of expert at the Weather Channel. So I really want to get his thoughts on that. And I also want to get Jackie Jarris's thoughts on some of her transition. I know she's been at other networks and, and local as well, and also other major national networks as well. But before we come to those two, Felicia, um, what was what's been a Weather Channel? Oh my gosh, OMG moment for you. You know, it's funny to me because I still get it. Um, probably like once a month, I'll go to Twitter and I'll be like, oh, wow, the Weather Channel's following me. Or, oh, wow, <laughs> the Weather Channel retweeted my picture or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wait. Uh, yeah, no, I'm part of the Weather Channel now. So I get that quite frequently. But um, I was really introduced to the Weather Channel at my grandparents' house, too. So like Molly. And I can remember um, being asleep and my grandparents would wake up really early and I always knew they were up and breakfast was like starting because I would hear the weather on the eights music. It was like constant. It was always on at breakfast. So now whenever I go back and I visit with them, it's still on. And it's funny because like my poppy will love to point out, he'll be like, hey, look, who's that? Is that you? I think I know that girl because I'll like pop up on the weather on the eights or something like that. And it's always just this feeling of um, kind of like Paul said, like you wait for the other shoe to drop. You kind of wait for it to be less exciting. You wait 
to just feel like it's another job. And it never feels that way because the Weather Channel is such an institution and it's such, um, it's such a unique part of our lives, everyone's lives. Like everyone knows the little blue box. You know, sometimes people will be like, oh, what do you do? You're a meteorologist. And I'll say, oh, I do the weather. I work for the Weather Channel. And sometimes uh, they don't exactly know what channel, but then I say, oh, you know, the little blue box and their face lights up and they say, oh yeah. And sometimes they say, oh, do you know Jim Cantori? Or do you stand out in the hurricanes or, you know, whatever. And it's just, it always, reminds me that this is an institution and the weather channel we do weather like no one else can it doesn't matter who comes to the market it doesn't matter you know what new app comes out or what new channel or you know whatever it is no one does it like the weather channel because we love it we love where we are we love what we do and it's just it's still surreal. You know, I, I was in local news for 10 years before I came to the Weather Channel. So I worked my way up. This has always been a dream. This has been on my vision board. So to be there and, you know, sometimes it's still like a pinch me moment when, um, when I realize, oh, I'm here. I'm really part of the Weather Channel. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and and I, I've, I, you know, I'm a kid in the candy store when I walk in there, too, when I used to come and do the Weather Geeks TV show. I mean, it's just as thrilling for me. Jackie, I know you've been uh, you've been in this business a while, too. I don't know exactly how, how long, uh, but I know you've been in the business a while and I know you've been at different places. Uh, can, can you compare and contrast your Weather Channel experience to, to others in any way? It's like nowhere I've ever worked before. Um I've had a lot of experiences. I started out in a small market TV. Um, I was actually in news. A lot of people don't know. I started in news before I got into weather and kind of by a fluke, my news director said one day, hey, I, I need you to do weather for about a month. Our guy's going on vacation. And I got two weeks of training and got thrown into the weather chair and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and thank goodness the weather channel was around because I would turn on the weather channel and I would watch what they were doing and I would try and sort of you know, mimic their style or, you know, whatever I liked that they did. Um, and so I'd been watching the Weather Channel for, um, you know, since a very early career and loved it so much, I kept doing it. <laughs> and so I went back to school to get my credentials and have been there along the way. And being in this business for a long time, it's um, it's a small community. So I've known Paul and Kelly for a really, really long time, way before. I, I mean, Paul and I went to the pool with our kids together, like wow. back in the day, you know? Do you remember that, Paul? I don't know if you remember that. We have boys about the same age. Um, Kelly and I went to Mississippi State together. So when I came to the Weather Channel, it felt like home immediately. Um, Local and national are very different. What I love about being at the Weather Channel is it's different every day. There's always weather happening somewhere. And it's helped me grow as a meteorologist and learn more about, you know, microclimates and, and different weather phenomenon that happen in other parts of the country. But what's even better than that is I have a wealth of meteorologists to draw from, to learn from, on a regular basis, everyone is so talented. Everyone is so smart, so kind. Um, you know, we can bounce ideas off of each other. We can look at, you know, models together and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And there's just, there's nothing like it in the world. And it's just such an honor to be there and 
like Paul said, it's just, everyone's great. There's no drama. <laughs> everyone's a professional and, and we're all truly friends. You know, you see us yucking it up and joking around on TV and having a good time. It's because we truly like each other. Yeah, that's right. I was you know, thinking of Mary J. Blige, no more drama when you said that, because that's the sense <laughs> that I get when, um, when I walk there, I want to come to Dr. Rick Nab. Go Knowles, by the way, also. We're giving the dogs our moment, Rick and our fellow Seminoles as well. We were walking the halls of the Love Building, the meteorology department there many, many years ago. Rick, you were initially, or at least, I don't know if you were in the first generation, but you, I think you were one of the first generation of the experts uh, that the Weather Channel um, initiated at some point along the way. Then you went away and became the National Hurricane Center director because Rick's probably one of the most knowledgeable, if not the most knowledgeable person I know on hurricanes. But now you found your way back home to the Weather Channel. Reflect on the whole process of being an expert at the Weather Channel, why those are important and sort of your, your role and how it has changed. Well, hurricane experts on the Weather Channel uh, go back a long way before I ever arrived uh, in 2010, because I remember watching John Hope yeah, back in the day and the 50 after the hour tropical update. And remember, this, these were times when we didn't have the smartphones and the apps and you couldn't get radar and satellite imagery over the Internet as easily or at all uh, back in the day. So I had to watch the tropical update because that was the only way I was going to see what was going on. And to have it described so well, and I even think back to even earlier than that in the 80s when the Weather Channel started and I didn't have cable at my house yet. And I go down to my friend's house and they're watching this football game at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday because cable networks are now showing sports and news and all this other stuff 24-7. And then I said, well, is there a way to watch the weather right now? And somebody showed me, and I remember seeing the Weather Channel for the first time, and I went begging to my parents <laughs> to get me cable television. What do you want to watch? I want to watch the weather. They said, okay, <laughs> is there such a thing? And it just went from there. And I really, really still tip my cap to folks like John Hope, who really set the example of what it's like to be a subject matter expert on the Weather Channel. And... Uh, you do what what I consider to be kind of geeky color commentary, right? <laughs> you come up, provide uh, insights from your from your particular perspective. I've always been interested in tropical meteorology and hurricanes, and uh, I love interacting with the the other experts. I, everybody on the Weather Channel, all the OCMs are ex experts. So you know, sometimes I'm a little uncomfortable having uh, that tag applied to me because everybody at this channel has amazing expertise and. Uh, like Jackie said, we work together to talk about uh, uh, how we're going to present what is a complicated science and make it into information that can help people prepare, stay safe, uh, save lives and entertain them at the same time. And I just love being on the Weather Channel. It's a nerdy good time for me. <laughs> and it is, uh, you know, something that uh, you know, the other folks have mentioned at times they've had to pinch themselves. And I remember uh, back in 2010 and 11, my first stint at the Weather Channel, sometimes I would just stand in the studio right before a hit and go, am I really here? Oh, my gosh, because I remember watching it as a kid. And, and even though I had to go do my Hurricane Center director uh, dream uh, that I always wanted to do, uh, it is truly a dream come true to be on at the Weather Channel again. And um, I... 
I really do notice how people out in the public still consider the Weather Channel to be the place on television to get weather. And it's an honor to be a part of this amazing team. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And we are back on the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia. And we're talking and reflecting on the 40th anniversary of the Weather Channel with some of the on-camera meteorologists at the Weather Channel and um, the, Dr. Rick Nab, one of its experts as well. I'm going to ask the big question. I'm going to ask a couple of big questions and anyone can respond. This won't be really a round robin. Just jump in if you've got an answer to these questions that I'm going to ask. The first question that I'll ask is there's a lot of competition in the market now for weather delivery. What, what sets the Weather Channel apart in 2022 in that regard? And anyone can take that. It looks like Kelly, it's like you have a thought. <laughs> I just think we're established. You know, we've been around for a really long time and, you know, we were the pioneers in this field, basically. So we were the the bar that was set pretty high already for others to try to catch up to. So um, I think we've got that going for us. I think the Weather Channel was smart in putting experts in place, whether it's a hurricane expert like Dr. Rick Nabb, a severe storm expert like we had Dr. Greg Forbes for so many years, Dr. Greg Postel. We've got awesome expertise who really helps to explain the weather, but in a simple way that everybody can understand. So I think putting the right people in place was so key in the Weather Channel over the last 40 years. Anyone else want to dive on that one before my next one? Paul? Yeah, I'll try. Oh, okay, well, Felicia, and then we'll go to Paul. Sorry, Paul, my turn. <laughs> He's used to it, don't worry. Um, so <laughs> uh, what I think too is that like the Weather Channel puts so much faith in their meteorologists. I've never been anywhere where I've been so allowed to kind of be myself and do weather the way that I do it and do it with a personality and an authority the way the Weather Channel lets us do that. And I think that we have such great people in place who've been there for so long, you know, uh, Kelly, Paul, everyone who's been there for, you know, years and years, they already know how to be themselves. They already know how to like kind of deliver. And because we have such veterans and such professionals already, even leading the new people come in, coming in, I think that it gives us extra longevity, even for future years to come, because there's something of a freedom that comes in when you're with professionals who know what they're doing, but who also support you in being who you are and doing weather the way that you do it. And I think that's where the weather channel shines. Like we are in person when you meet us out at the grocery store, we're the same people we are on TV and that's because we're allowed to be. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. And I have seen that as well. Paul, Paul, you were going to add something. You know, about maybe 15 years ago when everything was going digital and apps were going crazy, like, oh, well, I mean, TV weather, it's like, why do I, why should I watch the weather channel? I can get the weather on my phone. And it's really a case of quantitative versus qualitative. Anybody can tell you it's going to be 72 degrees today, but, you know, it's 
people like we, the on camera, the weather channel will tell you what that 72 degrees will mean to you. Will it come at nine o'clock in the morning because the cold front's coming through and it's going to be 52 at three o'clock in the afternoon as you, you take your kids to soccer practice. That's a whole different world than 72 degrees. But that's what the app said, 72 degrees. So at the Weather Channel, we bring the, the qualitative why you can't get everything you need from your app, from your phone, from, from your desktop. You need people who have experience, who have you know, trained in this, who can communicate what the weather will do and impact you and what you want to do. And, and that's the key. And that's what we have perfected uh, with the professionalism. And you know what? Some people say we try to hype things up. Bottom line is we're all hyped up on the, the wonder of what Mother Nature can do. And that's one reason why I really love going out into the storms as well to actually feel how humbled I am when, you know, I only feel a 30 mile per hour wind gust from a hurricane. And I know it could get perhaps three times or four times that strength in a matter of hours from there. And, you know, it, it's, it's again, bringing this home to the viewer and bringing that into the viewer's life and hopefully improving the viewer's life. And also for other weather geeks out there, it's getting them hyped up and getting them knowledge and, and, you know, each one teach one, you want to teach another weather geek and get them, you know, into it. And it's, it's, sometimes it's, it's humbling. And sometimes it's like, I almost feel insulted when people tell me, oh, yeah, I watched you when I was a kid. I'm like, hey, hey, now, hey, <laughs> show some respect now. Yeah, we're, we're getting we're getting to that that point. But I, I agree. I think, you know, I, all of us can pull up a hurricane cone of uncertainty on our on our phones. But I'd rather know and have the, um, the inside of what Dr. Rick Knapp can tell me about it. So, Rick, you had a thought. Yeah. And I really believe that what truly sets the Weather Channel apart is trust. And we earn the Weather Channel's earned that trust over four decades, and we have to keep earning it every day, and and we do, and we we do that in a number of ways. And like Paul says, it has to do with explaining what this means. You know, when I was at the Hurricane Center, we were always trying to come up with well, what new graphic do we need to explain some hazard or some challenge that people are having, and we always came to the conclusion that well, we can put out this new graphic, but communicators out there are going to have to explain it well because the graphic on its own isn't going to tell the whole story. An app on its own isn't going to tell the whole story. A website isn't going to do it. To have people trust you with weather information when it really means life or death or it means financial uh, impacts, uh, impacts to your home and community, you earn the trust by explaining what this graphic, what this information, what this forecast, what this warning means to you, the viewer, and what you can do about it. And the trust we earn is based on people knowing that we have their best interests at heart, ultimately, and that we have the weather knowledge, yes, but we're going to turn that into something that they can use for their safety. Yeah, and you talk about trust. Molly, I saw you recently on CBS News. And I have to say, I was memeing like a proud academic father. <laughs> but my point there is CBS News has a partnership, I believe, with the Weather Channel because of that trust. Talk talk about that, Molly. Well, I think it's, it's what Dr. Knapp was saying. I mean, you spend 
every single day of the year, building up that trust, whether it be from someone's forecast, like Paul mentioned, for their kid's soccer game, or it's those big days, like last year, Hurricane Ida bearing down on Louisiana. Um, that trust is so, so important when you talk about, you know, weather that affects everybody, weather affects everybody. Um, so we do have a partnership with CBS, and I think that's only expanded the Weather Channel's audience and the number of people that we can continue to build that trust with. Um, I think another thing that sets the Weather Channel apart is you know, weather forecasting has come so far in the past two decades. And there's been a big shift in weather communication, um, you know, particularly hurricanes, away from categories and more about impacts. And the Weather Channel does that like nobody else. I remember the first time I saw immersed reality of you know what storm surge looked like, where you had an on-camera meteorologist standing, watching the storm surge go up around them in this reality, uh, virtual reality world. I remember thinking that is the coolest way to show that, and it clearly had an impact on people because I hear people talk about those kind of videos all the time, and I see them shared a lot when hurricanes or other types of storms are approaching because having that visual representation of what the impact is going to be like, it says so much more than a category one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, Jackie, I want to come to you. I want to ask you a slightly different question, but you certainly can weigh in on that one as well. Um, given your, your your experience in this field as well, um, what what do you see that has changed over the course of your career uh, that has perhaps made your job easier and harder? And anyone else can answer that, but I want to start with Jackie. So over the evolution of the 40 years of the Weather Channel, um, what has come along has made things easier for you and what also has made things more difficult? Well, everything's more automated now. And I think that makes things a lot easier, but it also at the same time, it makes it harder. I think too, because it's model driven data and you can, and like Paul was talking about with your app, for example, right? A lot of that is not looked at by humans, it's just model data that's pushed out. And sometimes models are right and sometimes models are wrong. And if you don't have that um, meteorologist to take a look at that and actually um, do a forecast, you may not be getting accurate information. So it's great that I can, you know, take a look at the model and it's gonna say this, but at the same time, you have to take it a step further and analyze it and, um, and realize that models aren't always correct. So there is always more work to be done, um, but it's incredible when you think about how far we've come, um, the IMR that Molly was talking about, um, just the presentation. I think we live in a world now where people want instant gratification, people want things that are flashy, um, but what does set the Weather Channel apart is not only can we bring you flashy, but we bring that trust, we bring that experience. You know, we are meteorologists and every single person is trained in that. And that's not the case at every local TV station or even every network across the country. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we're back for the final segment of this super awesome, unprecedented Weather Geeks podcast. I mean, it's this is just an amazing lineup. I'm talking with Dr. Rick Nab, Kelly Cass, Paul Goodlow, Molly McCollum, Jackie Jarris. We had Felicia Combs on earlier, but we knew that she was going to silently drop off because she had a meeting at 1030. So shout out to Felicia. Thank you for joining us as well. Um, this last segment, a couple of things that are around now on the Weather Channel more so than 40 years ago when it started. One of those things is the presence of social media and even what we called social meteorologists on an episode of Weather Geeks a long time ago on, on the television version of the show. The other thing is more of a discussion of climate change as well. So these things have evolved. I've seen them evolve. There was an evolution of the, that second topic on this network over time. So for any of you, give me your thoughts on social media and also how the Weather Channel is now addressing and dealing with climate change. Because I just noticed the new show, I believe, starting on the Weather Channel. I think it's called Pattern or something related to Pattern. So Molly's raising her hand, so jump right in. I'm actually um, about to be on the pattern show in about an hour and a half. First of all, tell us what that is, Molly, and then jump into your answer. Well, um, so I do the weather cut-ins for the pattern show, but I have the opportunity to watch it every single day with Stephanie Abrams and uh, Jordan Steele. And this just just recently launched. And, you know, it's about climate. It's about sustainability. And you would think, you know, that topic is gloom and doom and kind of the world is ending. But it's this show is not that. It is all about solution space. It's about, you know, what are companies doing? What are people doing? What are, how are they leading the charge in making these changes? And what can you do as an individual? So it's very solutions based. And I think that that is such a good start because the general audience that, you know, that watches news, weather, they are hungry for climate information. And I think that this is such a good place for them to start because once we start marrying climate and weather and that together, people can start making better decisions about, you know, when they have a big impactful storm that, you know, hurricanes, you've got sea level rise, you know, it's just the more information that you have to make a decision, you know, the, the better off you're going to be. And I think that this is a great start um, when it comes to the climate discussion. Yeah, I think it's just an interesting, I really wanted to get that in there because I think it's just an interesting evolution for those of us that remember the early days of, of the Weather Channel and climate coverage or lack thereof or whatever. Um, uh, and, and I'm talking about in previous ownership groups and, and leadership at the channel. Um, the other thing that I think really has changed the landscape is just the amount of sheer information that people have out there. And that's why I asked the question earlier about sort of the need for still the expert or the, the TV meteorologist, the on-camera meteorologist, particularly in high risk or high, high, highly rapidly evolving situations. I guess if we, as we look to the next 40 years, um, do you all see anything on the landscape? Uh, and if we're somebody's hosting a Weather Geeks 2.0 40 years from now, do you see something coming uh, in your industry or at the Weather Channel um, that we just can't? What, what I guess what's next in terms? I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll start with Rick there, and then I'm, I'm just gonna because we're about to go to a, go to a close here. Unfortunately, I'm just gonna start with Rick and then come around to each of you on on that or any final thoughts. So Rick and then Kelly. 
Well, Marshall, when you consider how amazing the transformations have been with how things look on the Weather Channel, the technological advancements, uh, how amazing the presentation is now, I I start to think 40 years from now, what am I going to be doing? Am I going to beam from the studio to the beachfront during a hurricane and then beam right back? And am I going to be uh, showing holographic uh, imagery of the model output and the hurricane reconnaissance data coming in? I mean, who knows? But what I do know that is despite all of those changes, however they might play out over the next four decades, the human is still going to need to talk to the humans who are watching to explain what does this all mean? Because the more information that is out there, the more we are needed to boil it down to, okay, you've heard this, you've seen this, you're overwhelmed with information. Here's what it really comes down to. Here's what it means to you. And that comes down to day-to-day -day weather and the mm -hmm. climate topic, because we have a lot of things that people need to be doing for themselves, for their communities, for the rest of the world to deal with day-to-day -day weather and to deal with our changing climate. Kelly, and then I'll come to Paul. You know, just the other day on Earth Day, I did a presentation with the Cub Scouts, and it was a great way to talk to, you know, our future. Um, they're just learning about the weather now, but we talked about the distinguishing, you know, features between day-to-day -day weather and the overall climate. They wanted to know what the difference was, but I think going forward to your point, Dr. Shepard, you know, where are we going to be in the future? Wouldn't it be cool to get live shots from the International Space Station or from Mars? I mean, right now, I'm just fascinated that we had an interview the other day with somebody at base camp on Mount Everest. So technology is already coming a long way. I'm glad that we can Zoom and we can Skype and we can see everyday, everyday people from all over the country and what they're doing about our climate and how whatever event they're holding is affected by the weather, the day's weather. So I would love to see more of that and more representation all around the country to give more people a voice. Uh, Molly, and then we'll give Jackie the last word. Sorry, can you go to Jackie first? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Jackie, we've got Getting ready for that pattern show. I'm sure that yeah, she she's is. definitely. Yeah, no, this is this is like I said this in so many ways. This is a very special and unprecedented show because, I mean, we, we, we wanted to reflect on the anniversary. And so I think all of my colleagues here for for you know taking the time to, to jump on this. But Molly actually is in the midst of preparing for a show as we speak. So we we may actually end up loser if we don't. But we'll come back to her. Jackie, jump, jump on it. Yeah. So um, the Weather Channel, I think, will be around in 40 years. Um, but will it be a channel anymore? Maybe that's um, something to be seen, right? Uh, technology continues to change and evolve. And I think we'll have new platforms for people to receive information. I think our forecasts are gonna be getting better and better. Will we be able to pinpoint exactly when a tornado is gonna hit in 40 years? I don't know, that's a good possibility, right? And I think the way that we consume information will probably change, but, um, I think there will still be meteorologists involved. You'll still have forecasters to help explain that to you. Um, social media, I think one of the things we've learned from that is that there are a lot of little nuggets of information that people get, but it doesn't always tell the whole story. So we still need people to tell us all of the details in between, talk about those impacts that are coming forward. But I think things are gonna look a lot different in the next 40 years. Before I go back to Molly McCollum, shout out to Jen Carfagna, who's also a, 
one of the legendary on-camera meteorologists at the Weather Channel, and also uh, little known to many. And I see Paul, I'm kind of tall, and then I'll come to Molly. Jen actually helps out with Weather Geeks as well. She's one of our uh, producers in terms of content producers. So shout out to Jen. Paul, you had, you had a thought before I go to Molly for the last word. Yeah, it's, it's to go along with something that Rick mentioned, even uh, Kelly talking about uh, representation. You know, I look at who is on this podcast. I mean, uh, we have women, we have people of color and being represented in this science field. I was sitting here jotting down the people of color I've worked with at the Weather Channel in 23 years. I got Vivian Brown, uh, Lisa Moser, Betty Davis, Ebony Dion, Kevin Robinson, Alex Wallace, of course, is still with us. So is Kevin Wooten, uh, Jen, Delga Jen Delgado, uh, Leanna Brackett, and even Scott Williams. So, you know, to, to, and then also on our anniversary, our 40th, we launch uh, TWC Espanol. So to have so many people of color now, uh, people speaking Spanish language, to have so many women, it normalizes weather. You know, it's weather doesn't care what color you are, what language you speak, impacts or impacts. And to see that people of color and different genders are giving you the weather, it normalizes that, you know what, this isn't a political issue or racial issue. This is a, a just, hey, impact issue. It's a people issue. And on top of that, the number of women, the number of people of color who can turn on the Weather Channel for the last 40 years and see someone who looks like that or represents people in their family, it's it does wonders for this scientific field and to get uh, more people of color and women into uh, the, the world of STEM. And I think the Weather Channel has definitely been a leader. And I hope over the next 40 years, we continue to do that. We continue to show people that it's all about the science and anybody, anybody uh, that looks any way can give you that science. And I, I, I really hope that we continue uh, the leadership we've done in at least showing this representation the way we have the last uh, 40 years. I want to get Jen, Jen's got a quick block here. Jen, just uh, quickly want to jump you in because I know you got to go before I go to Molly. How, I'm glad that you could join us. Yeah, we were just reflect some quick reflections, Jen, uh, on your four, on the 40th anniversary from your perspective. Yeah, no, I'm so excited to be a part of this. 40 years of the Weather Channel, and I feel like I've been watching it and a part of it from the beginning because I was a viewer. I mean, as soon as we got cable in my household, I watched the Weather Channel. And then I never really expected that it could become a career or job let alone a career for me. It just felt, I felt like those those meteorologists were, you know, just next level and just it's the ultimate place to be. And so it truly is a dream come true to work here and has constantly exceeded my expectations every step of the way being a part of the Weather Channel. I mean, just from being trained early on where, you know, meteorologists that had um, 10, 20 plus years of experience were training me like I was a peer and really just giving me so many tools to grow my knowledge and become a better meteorologist. But also um, I got so many different experiences here and a part of the Weather Channel as it was growing in such a wild way. I mean, we were when we first started, we had three or four different forecasts that was available to viewers, whether it was on TV, the network or the local on the eights or on weather.com. And at some point we were putting it on, on your pager, we were giving you information. And so I was a part of that time when everything came under one umbrella and just one weather channel digital forecast, which is really exciting to be a part of. 
Yeah. And I, and I mentioned earlier that I just want to thank you also, because people don't may not realize you're part of the weather geeks team too. I mean, you, you do a lot of things at the network, but you've been really amazing as a part of this, this team as well. So I want to thank you. Got to wrap it up, but Molly, last word from the, the newest member of the weather, uh, weather uh, channel team, I almost said weather geeks because we're just, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll keep it short here since it's the, it's the final word, but I'm so excited for the next 40 years. Um, being the newest member, uh, I hope I'm around for a really long time. I don't know about 40 years, uh, the next 40 years we'll see. Um, but I think the technology, the technological advances that have been made in not only forecasting, but communication of weather have been incredible in the last decade. And I think that the sky is the limit as far as how we can expand our coverage and our communication of weather information. The team here at the Weather Channel is so creative, so smart, and I'm just so honored to be a part of it. Hey, quick, quickly, everybody give your social media handles or where people can follow you. Rick, are you out there on social media? Yeah, I'm Dr. Rick Nab on Twitter. All right, Kelly, are you out there anywhere? I'm on Twitter at Kelly Cass, Instagram, Kelly Cass Weather. All right, Molly? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, WX Molly. Okay, what about you, Paul? Twitter, it's Paul underscore Goodlow, and Instagram, it's Paul Goodlow. Jackie. At Jackie Jarris TV. Yep, and then Jen. Yeah, it's Jen Carfagno on everything. Yes, and as everyone knows, I'm at Dr. Shepard 2013. I want to put a bow on this because, again, I, I'm, I'm old enough to have I've started watching the Weather Channel at its inception. Uh, I was a, I was a kid, but certainly remember it well, and has been has shaped much of my career as well. Uh, so yes, just like everyone else, I was a kid in the candy store too, and I got a chance to start hosting what I think may be the first of its kind Sunday talk show on weather, uh, Weather Geeks, which uh, was a, an innovation of the Weather Channel. I don't I don't know that that's the case, and then we converted it to a podcast. So I'm happy to have been a part of and still a part of the Weather Channel family as well. So I want to thank you all for joining us. Before I get out of here, got to do the Geek of the Week. Can't forget the Geek of the Week, which is another Weather Channel innovation as well. We like to highlight a scientist, superstar, a great geologist, or a weather weenie at the end of every podcast. This episode's Geek of the Week, and I still can't do it like Postel, is Sean Mortar. Sean is an avid weather follower and once slept through a tornado that passed through his hometown on Kent Island, Maryland. Sean says it was a crazy experience when he woke up the next morning to see branches and limbs down throughout his city. One of his favorite things to do is to watch thunderstorms from a safe distance to see all of the lightning that they can produce. If you or someone you know would be a deserving candidate of the Geek of the Week, check out our social media pages. Colleagues, thank you so much for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. This special edition that I believe is going to air on May 2nd, 2022. You don't want to miss this. And well, obviously you're listening if you're hearing me say that. So thank you all for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. <laughs>